What's up, guys? We're back with another episode with the iconic and amazing Nora. She's a podcaster, a model. She's, I mean, you kind of everything, really. And I feel like I give this feel in the beginning, and then everyone does so many things, and I'm like, wow, humbling. We're humbling all multi-hyphenate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. Because for some reason, like, I found the pod. I, I found you through your pod way back in the day. You're like early adopter potter. I'm like a ye olden daisy podcaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I, she's an incidental influencer, but highly influential. Oh my God. Thank you so much. It's so like, it's so weird being on a podcast and like being the guest. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm just going to sit here and be flattered. I also don't like to really call the women and friends of mine influences just because I feel like we do so much more than that and the incident like the influence is incidental right like it just comes with what we do but it's not what we do and I also feel like influencer just like has such like a like pejorative kind of like connotation like instantly like you hear influencer and you're like entitled bratty asshole affiliate link (laughs) which is like it's also yeah affiliate link but I'm like I am an asshole so maybe it's not wrong but no I got my Amazon storefront which by the way I think I'm gonna start lol oh my god you should honestly I feel like people are like just really smart for doing that and it's not that like time consuming and yet here I am never doing it just because only when I share certain things it's not like this for every single thing but It'll always be the Amazon thing that's got like a thousand clicks. It will 100%. never be like a SponCon job, God forbid. No, God but forbid. Like, like, are you getting paid? We don't like this. It's like the one like $7 like clip-on extension that I've like posted. And I'm like, damn, like what a like lost, lost a win that I could have monetized 20 cents. No. And it's like, I don't use affiliate codes or links like often. Mm -hmm. And like when I do, I'm just like, oh, like whatever. And then I'll like find out like so many people like ordered it. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Like, it's just still so like mind boggling to me that people are like, oh, you like this? I want this. I'm Asian. I love a discount. Like I need a coupon. I need a code. I like will troll on like retail me not. I'm not in All I do is send lowball offers on Vestiaire and Depop all day. That's all I you do. do. And, then I just and like, what's your percentage shit. rate? I am so psychotic. Like last night, I put in like, I don't know, six offers for six Do you six just do it belts. and then go to bed? You're like, yes. It's always right before I go to bed. The and then yeah. I woke up and I was like, oh, I guess I now own six belts. And why did they take – like, especially, <laughs> And everyone said yes. So you're like, no, fuck. especially Mercari. Mercari people will like – I sent in an offer that was like $25 for like a $60 belt or something and they accepted it. And I was like, what? Why would you Wait, take Wait, what's Mercari? Oh, my God. Mercari is like – it's like an online, like pre-owned, lots of vintage, lots of oh. like, yes. Why like, have I never been on this before? I don't I need know. to get on Vestia, actually. A lot of friends say that it under tapped. There's a lot of good stuff. No, I, in the last like week, have purchased two pairs of Marnie boots and a pair of Miu Miu mm. boots, all of which were under $200. No. Mm-hmm. See, it's like I sometimes like will 
find a bargain or two on through. But I feel like you really have to search and I'm not that committed to searching. I'm I like, like hunting. I don't know. I feel like every now and then I'll order on Real Real, but I just feel like their shit goes so quickly. Yeah. Because everyone knows about it. So like there's not that much like inventory to begin with. So it's like I don't know. I feel like Vestier, it's like sellers all over Europe and Asia. And like, they just have like really cool shit that you don't really find on other like websites. Yeah. Also, I'm like not, I'm like not against the like bootleg vintage that it's like so bootleg it's bad. Like I'm kind of into that. So I don't mind the little international mix up in here. No, my sister has a fake Louis Vuitton coin purse that she got in Malaysia whenever we lived there, like in 1998. And she still has it. And it looks beautiful and it looks fake. Like it looks very fake, but it's like a good fake. And it's kind of cute. Fakes to me have to look fake. Yeah. Like you can't like real fake it. You have to like, it has to be blatantly obvious that this is like a a fake. I'm just. Like oh, coming ahead. to realize that people are buying like fakes that like look like the real thing on DHgate or whatever, like no, all the you time. Would be surprised. I am uh, surprised. I know a lot of people. I'm not gonna I'm gonna write it in the chat. <laughs> I'm like, please <laughs> tell me because I'm dying right now. I need to know because I just realized this. <gasps> I just found out a major influencer who uh, does it. If you can guess who you can wow, this is slide real in my slide in my DMs and try and guess. And if you guess it right, I'll let you know. But I'm not gonna be naming names on here and betting. She's Bridges. a fair woman. She's very fair. She's very entrepreneurial. But yeah, I mean, listen, power to you for playing the system. But wait, you were having some tea with your super. That's like the one <laughs> thing I don't miss about New York, by the way. My tea with my super is that he number one does not speak English. And I do not speak Spanish, but I love Google Translate. And Mm -hmm. I lived in Florida for long enough where like, I can say like, you know, like Raton Poquito in-house. And he's like, what the fuck are you saying? And I'm trying to explain (laughs) to him that there's a small mouse that I can hear instead of saying mouse. I don't know the word for mouse. So I'm like a small rat. I don't know. Um, And so my closet is collapsing. I saw on your close yes my my closet is fully collapsing which is my fault because no one should have this many articles of clothing in a wardrobe but he's like ma'am this is not my responsibility it is his responsibility he just needs to drill because like the yeah yeah no the what are they called the anchors are like coming out of the wall so they just need to be drilled in and I don't have my electric drill in New York I left that in Florida so he needs to just do a little buzz buzz and this motherfucker are you self-sufficient girly are you a task rabbiter I'm self-sufficient, but trying, trying to actually be more like, okay, let me just hire someone because I don't know if it's like a child of immigrant mentality where you're like, oh no, I can just do this myself. But I'm like, yes, I would be, I guess, saving some money, but like in the grand scheme of things, that amount of money is so arbitrary for me. And also I'm saving my time, which is more Mm -hmm. valuable. Yeah. I'm getting better at outsourcing things. But it's definitely like immigrant mentality for sure. Yeah. Because it's like the mindset of if I can do it, I should just do it. Mm-hmm. Which is why I've never had an assistant. And um, my business manager is always like, but your time is worth more. And you're spending all this time like painfully like editing everything yourself. And 
you know, like exporting everything yourself. Like, I just can't, I, I've never been able to like delegate. But it's also, here's the thing. It's like immigrant mentality of like, I should just do it myself, but also sincerely people are so incompetent in oh, like God. a way that is like we- mind boggling. <laughs> like it's like, it's literally like mind boggling to me. Cause I'm like, how have you made it this far in your life while being this, incompetent and that's another huge thing because it's like if I had a drill I could do this and support the wardrobe a thousand times better than this man is going to come in here and do a quick like fucking whatever he's probably just going to like half-ass it and it's going to break again in like three months and I'm like just do it well the first time and then you don't have to do any of these things that's why but that's why I always end up doing stuff myself and I I will say I am used because I when I first moved to New York I lived in Williamsburg a lot, like pre what it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was mostly like his, uh, the Hasidic Jewish community. And so they were, a lot of them were my landlords and they won't like come into the house with an unmarried woman. So any issue I had, my super would stand like outside the door and be like walking me through fixing it. And I remember this one time I had like the radiator was like leaking and I was standing in like ankle deep water and he was like trying to like verbally talk me through it. And it just got to the point where I'm like, if I'm going to do it myself, like physically, cause you can't, cause they can't be in the room with a, with an unmarried woman. I'm like, I'm just going to look this up on YouTube and do it myself. Cause because you're like not actually doing it. So like, this is so That's unhelpful for so me. So funny, but also like he like knowing this and being a landlord. But also, my like, god, you're a landlord. Like you do need to break some rules here. I want to be respectful like, of your culture. Bring another then, party. Like, exactly. Bring another party. Like bring a contractor. Bring yes. somebody else. No, like I feel like there's ways to like mitigate that situation that doesn't involve him standing in the hallway giving you verbal instructions. Like yeah, there's, it was a very judgment environment because also like. Of course, like I had, if I ever had like a male visitor or a guest, like it was like I had a scarlet letter, you know, it was like the, uh, I was like the, the talk of the building, one would say. That's why I changed my name on Uber because every Uber driver I had was Muslim and I'm Muslim, but also in New York, I could be confused for a Orthodox Jewish woman. And oh, is, it, is that a common Jewish name? Oh, no, no, no. It's just because like, it's because I cover my head. Okay, okay, okay. So I changed my name on Uber from my actual name, Noor, so that the Uber drivers no longer thought that I was Muslim because sometimes I'm coming home at some ungodly hours and I feel the judgment like radiating. Like, I'm like, dude, you don't know me. Why are you judging me right now? But it's just like, oh, you're a Muslim girl. Why are you coming home at three o'clock in the morning? It's always always your own people. It's always, always, always. Yeah, it's always like like Salim two seven three four one nine every time anonymous <laughs> anonymous every hater every, every time. Like- <laughs> And then you like scroll through their their hate DMs to you, and like half of them are like, "I love you, you're so beautiful." And then the other, oh, one, you see, like, like when you see the yeah. transition of like, and then it turns into my, like anger. Please be my pen pal. Please be my friend. Miss question mark. You don't love me. Feelings not the same? Question mark. And you then don't like, love me. You. you don't love me. Question mark. Rose emoji. Rose emoji. Terrifying. And it's been going since like 
2018 and you're like part of me is kind of like damn that's some commitment yeah yeah how could this is actually one of the longest relationships I've been in Salim you're like Salim we're married Um, now (laughs) we are in a relationship and this is it's going great I watched your Trader Joe's haul (laughs) I have some thoughts I don't even know which one you're talking about. The most recent one. The most okay. recent one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't believe that you've never had the maple creamer before. Where have you oh been, my girl? God. Okay, okay. I've had the maple flavored oat beverage. But you okay. haven't had the brown sugar creamer. Hadn't had the creamer, like the thicker oh. consistency. Holy shit. But also Trader Joe's It's got to be so bad for you. I'm it's sure. It's gotta be straight up. Like, if that is, did you is condensed milk like a popular thing in? Um, no, I think it's a more Asian, like South Asian. Yes, and I yeah. love condensed milk. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not Correct. even like really into like super sweet like drinks. Like, I love like you know a sweet like a pastry, whatever. But like mm-hmm. drink wise, I don't like my drinks super sweet. And the one kind of um thing that I'm like no fuck it I have to I have to do it right it's anything with condensed milk I'm like no give me all of it yeah Thai iced tea Vietnamese coffee Mm -hmm. it's like really my culture is not a costume but um (laughs) yeah that's what it reminds me of it's like really thick sweetened milk no in Malaysia they had this one it was like a shaved ice with like a condensed milk and then they would put like like lychee syrup in it or some oh, shit god. like that it was like kind of like a sweet creamy slushy oh my god that shit was so fire but i did send you a um i did send you a photo of the trader joe's kebab yesterday you did and i need i id I that shit real quick all i trader see is joe's, I, i'm like That's a by trader the way you guys i just sent her a photo i didn't even send her trader joe's is a big topic of conversation between all of our <laughs> friends but um trader joe's if you're out there hit us with the we're hungry give us more kebabs (laughs) but um i just sent a photo of the kebabs because all the girlies the word on the street have been these frozen kebabs really good so good tried it for the first time can confirm okay that was your first time first time yeah that's why i was sending (gasps) it to you guys because i had never tried it before I thought you were just taunting me. I didn't no. realize that you were having an experience. No, it was for my first dance with the devil. Wow. Yeah. And like, that, how do you like, feel? It's like, and now it's like one of my holy grails, I think. I have Literally, a lot of TJ holy grails, though. The first time I had those kebabs was at our friend Anna's house, who's Pakistani. Oh, yeah. she That's who put me on. Okay, so Anna, I yeah. thought, because she prepared it for me. She loves to host. She loves to make me food. My so I'm like sitting on her poorly. couch. And she brings these kebabs out with some naan. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm sure she made these or her mom made them. Yeah. I did not realize they were from Trader Joe's. And I'm like, these are so good. And she was like, Trader Joe's. And I was like, what the actual fuck? These taste like they were made by a loving Desi mother. They, like, right? I mean, they really do like taste authentic. They People really are my ancestors so probably well. rolling in their grave because I also love the naan. Yes, the naan is so good. Okay, I'm what thinking. are some other Trader Joe's like your favorites? Cookie butter, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. The cookie, but but I can't really be trusted with it um, because I just eat it. Oh, I can't because, have it in my home. No, I cannot have it in my house. But I have it actually. I do. 
I have it on occasion. Oh, like any of the like baked, like the brioche cinnamon roll French toast breads. Oh. Those are also sparingly let into the house. Like the chocolate babka. Oh my God. I've never John had that. and any I of would like things. eat the what? I've the never had that. Babka is fucked up, nor like. Oh my God. Okay, so I have to go to Trader Joe's now. <laughs> um, This episode was not brought to you by Trader Joe's, but it was brought to you by Trader Joe's. I also love like the seasonal stuff. I mean, I yes. like always get their eucalyptus. I love their eucalyptus. Um, I feel like all of my Trader Joe's favorites are that of like a five-year-old child because I'm oh, like, wait, yeah, tell me yours. Seasonal items. I'm like the peppermint mini marshmallows. I oh, love- I heard you say that on the haul. I was like, I will eat them by the bag. Like I will just consume a whole bag of peppermint mini marshmallows, just like like chips, like just toss them in my mouth. I'm not a peppermint girly. Oh, I love peppermint. Like, I think it's like, must be like some weird American childhood bullshit. Probably. But, oh, you know, I do love the dried mango. I've had it. I will, I will say I've never purchased it, but I've consumed it at like Maria's house. What are, what are more of yours? Um, honestly, the, the maple oat beverage is fire. It's so good. Throw that shit in my Nespresso little frother and put that in a latte. Delicious. Um, Nor, I'm, um, 12 days off coffee. Wait, what? Yeah. How so are you crazy. feeling? Are you good. fasting for Ramadan? Like what's going on? <laughs> no, I did this elimination cleanse because like basically I was so, um, it's Dr. Alex Younger, um, the, clean program I'm doing like a modified version because I eat eggs and bananas which are not part of the program because it's supposed to like eliminate anything that's like hard to break down because I feel like I'm in almost in my 34th week and like everything was like so puffy and like I felt like my digestion wasn't really working like as well because the baby's like taking up so much room that I was like maybe if I just like do like a little gut cleanse to like feel better and I do feel so much better. And obviously, like, coffee was difficult because it's my only vice. Um, I'm like, I, I have so many vices. I'm, like, sitting here, like, nodding, like, mm-hmm, your only vice. Well, okay. I, I can't have a drink and I can't have a cigarette, which you know I love. Um, oh. And I actually think this is the longest that I've gone without cigarettes now and I just have to quit. Because, like, obviously, yes. I'm not going to smoke with a baby. Um, it's, and it's- I always said I would smoke right up till having a baby. I think that honestly, like, yeah, it's just like now's the time. Now's the time because like it's you have so your. Sad. I'm sad. It is. I I love smoking though. I love cigarettes. I love the smell. Like, Amrit, I'm salivating right now. Like literally, you describing this, I'm like, I will eat a cigarette. That's how much I love them. People like, are always like, oh my god, so sorry. Like if they light up around me and they're like, I'm so sorry, I'm gonna go over there. I'm like, are oh, you gonna hang out for a little bit more? <laughs> No, I literally did that the last time. Oh no, was it the last time or the time before that you were in the mm-hmm. city? You I, like, were like, oh my God, I'm so good, sorry. like 20 <laughs> fucking feet away from you. And you were like, Nora, first of all, we're in New York. There's cigarette smoke I'm everywhere. Like, so, we were in Soho. I'm like, girl, girly. <laughs> and I was just like, I I also, I'm a polite smoker. This is yeah, something about myself that I I... I feel like makes me feel better about this disgusting habit is being polite about it and never mm-hmm. being very conscious of the direction of the wind, never blowing smoke in anyone's face or in their yeah. general vicinity. Because 
why would courteous. I subject like it? Why, yeah. why would you subject someone to that? That's if why they I wouldn't... find vape culture like very intrusive and offensive because yes. people will just like do it mid conversation while you're in a meeting and you're like, whoa. Oh, and I'm I doing think, it right now. I think there's like, no, but like, I'm not there. That's true. Like, they won't be like, do you mind? Whereas like cigarettes, like there's a protocol where you have to be like, do you mind? But I, it's like I, vaping, it's like, because you can do it anywhere. People just do it anywhere and everywhere. And like, there's never like a gut check. You it's know? so fucked though, because I had never like vaped until like late last year. And because number one, I thought it looked very silly. That, like, like guys who immediately, vape, no. Immediately, like I no, was no. like, I when I would see people vape, I'm like, you look silly. But quite frankly, it is very convenient, especially if it's like really cold outside or it's raining, because I will say I would never smoke a cigarette inside of my home. In fact, I went to a New Year's Eve party and people were smoking cigarettes in an apartment. And I was like, this is foul. I'm leaving. I do not have that. But like you do it at the window. No, they were just in the living room. All windows were closed. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I was like, that's disgusting. I'm leaving. no. Yeah. No, I was like, I can't be here anymore. And I love cigarettes. And I was just like, no, this is fucked up. But vaping is the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. I don't know that I've ever been embarrassed until I started vaping. That was the first really? embarrassing so thing what I was, feel. Like, the first thing that like, when did you first start vaping? Tell me. Like literally late last, like end of 2022. And I kind of started doing it as a joke a little bit you can't because it's like that shit's just so and also like deal breaker for me like if I was back in the dating scene like hypothetically speaking I would never date someone who vapes I mean I would not I wouldn't I even want to date someone looks... who's a smoker so, oh and really I'm a, and I'm a smoker I, I love smokers I love it but here's the problem it's like in my mind because I quit for so many years and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, I started again, which I don't like. And I will say currently don't have like a, I'm going to quit by whatever. Like, I feel like I'll know when, but. If you had a baby, you would quit. Oh, if I had a baby, absolutely. I would yeah. quit. But like, it's more so like if I was in a relationship with someone who smoked cigarettes, all it would do is further enable me yeah. to smoke more. And I would rather be with someone who's like, that's disgusting. Stop it. Because I think having a cigarette together is the most romantic. Like, I don't know why I romanticized it. This, have you ever heard the um, poem by Frank O'Hara, Having a Coke With You? No. It's like this, it's like I could be in all of Belize and all these like beautiful places, but I'd much rather be like having a Coke with you and just like sitting there doing nothing. That's, That's how I feel so about romantic. Thing. I like, love I, a Coca-Cola. Like, I do too. I um, but that's how I feel about cigs, like pre-baby. I could like, in all the romantic, beautiful places in the world, dates, like, you know, things you could be doing. Like, I, I think the act of like sharing a cigarette with someone like that you are like really love and just like standing like together huddling or like, you know, especially if it's like raining. Honestly, it is cute, but I, I feel like it's cute if you're not me, because if I have one cigarette, I'm going to have five. You Context know, like matters too, by yes. the way, like, because I wouldn't do that here in LA. Yeah. Like no. it's a New York thing. It's so wild to me because it was like maybe like five-ish years ago that like in New York smoking cigarettes was like disgusting, like, ew, get out of here. And everyone smokes now. And it's so strange. 
Really? I feel like I, I feel like it's the one place that's acceptable. And when you go to other places, they're like, you smoke? I'm like, yeah. It's crazy because I, so prior to quitting for like that period of, I quit for like four years. And then prior to that though, so it must have been like 20. 17. I have no concept of time pre-2020, to be honest with you. Um, but like I remember smoking in New York and just getting lots of dirty looks. Like there was definitely a period of time where, like, if you smoke, it's like, ew, what the fuck are you doing? I think I even like had it on dating profiles that I was like pro smoker. (laughs) You pro you're like, I support smoking. Smoking, yes. Um, no, honestly, it's it's very disgusting and I don't like it, but I was wearing a fur coat the other day and I realized that you had a pack of the, in there. Oh, no, God. but I realized that the reason why I'm like, oh, I don't really smell as bad as other smokers is because my hair is covered. Yeah, and it yeah, yeah, yeah. The hair. And I was wearing a fur coat and I literally got in an Uber after smoking and the entire Uber smelled like I had a lit cigarette. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like I was worried Wait, that like I, I'm a, like a pro I'm a smart smoker. By the way, sorry to interrupt. Because we're, all, we're like, I'm a polite smoker. I'm a smart smoker. <laughs> because I would pull my hair up, mm-hmm. like I'm back from my face, and mm-hmm. smoke away. Smart. And then I use a hair fragrance and gum and wash my hands straight away and then sanitize. Washing and your ha- hands. It's washing. Like, you can't, like, spray. You got to, like, fully wash your hands. And I would date people and months into it they'd be like you're a smoker I'm like yeah so you're a sneaky smoker I'm like a really well also like you know I smoke I started smoking when I was a kid so yeah same I like have have you seen those Sally Mann photos where the kids are smoking like me Um, literally me buying a Lucy when I was like 13 and so I'm so good at I mean I am a daughter of South Asian immigrants. I'm really good at hiding stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, No one can hide shit better than us. Like, I used to smoke in my bedroom in my parents' home. And the only reason I got caught, well, I would smoke out the window, is because there was a, a house that was under construction right next door. And my genius fucking whatever 15-year-old brain was like, I'll just throw my cigarette buds into the house that's under construction because no one lives there until like yeah. one day, like a year after living there. Like, I bet to the ground. <laughs> no, we get it. Not this time. Not I do start fires, but not this time. Um, and they knocked on the door and they were like, who is throwing all these cigarette buds? There's like oh, a no. giant pile of like hundreds of cigarette buds. And my dad was like, can't be us because it's just me and my wife and my, my child's my child my, my innocent child <laughs> and I'm just like how the fuck did my parents do they not know what cigarettes smell like like Mm-mm. I definitely I don't know I feel like they were just like we're tired and quite frankly we do not care but this is why now as a um about to be mother like I will never I'm not going to restrict my child with anything yeah. because I think it only encourages you to just do absolutely. it absolutely in the dark Absolutely. Like I did everything I wasn't supposed to do 10 times worse because I wasn't oh, allowed yeah. to do it. It's like, I'm going to go really fucking hard because if I shouldn't be doing it, <laughs> go really hard. If, if I'm going to get in trouble for this, I, go to the max. Well, I need to be full like fucking <laughs> X games. Like I need to really do it. Like, like this is Risk the only thing all. I've ever wanted to do in my life. <laughs> no, I feel like 
that's why I'm not as demonic as my siblings because I'm the youngest of six. Mm -hmm. Oh, they like break all the boundaries for you. They broke all the boundaries, but then also my parents were just so tired that they didn't really have many rules with me. Mm -hmm. They had no fight left. They were like... Exactly. I mean, listen, super cute, but also like, that's kind of sad. But no, like genuinely like my siblings had like curfews and like would mm-hmm. uh, they would have like chores and like they would get punished for things and like the way that I've never been punished for anything by my parents is very much like uh, explains my entire personality like I've never been punished because never, my parents were ever in your whole life been punished one time legitimately one time I snuck my boyfriend into the house when I was 16 years old and my housekeeper ratted me out and that's a whole other fucking story but my housekeeper ratted me out to my mom oh yes she was a traitor her name was michelle michelle if you are watching this which you're not michelle you're dead to us you're dead to me um but no she texted my mom and then my mom why michelle who hurt you I don't know. I was so nice to Michelle. I would smoke yeah. cigarettes with Michelle. She was like, if I was 16, she was probably like 21. Like she was like fairly young. So like we were like friends and I was like, why yeah. would you do this? To and me? you were that young. You were 16. Yeah. And I was like, I think I said to her like snitches get stitches. I'm not even joking. I actually think I said that verbatim, but my mom took my cell phone away from me for like a week and then didn't give me an allowance for like a month. That was my punishment, which I'm like, all of these things are just bratty, entitled child things that I shouldn't even have access to. Yeah. So is it a real punishment? I don't know. See, I I was like, I broke all the boundaries for my sister. Like I would sneak guys into the house. I would Mm -hmm. stay, like I would be out all night. Like I would steal all the booze. I was like, I was a bad guy. I'm like not even talking like we would throw house parties. Like we were on like, Silk Road, that like drug importing website. Oh my god! Back in the day, what before the like fuck? they tested everything, just ordering like random drugs. That's absolutely hilarious. Like hybrid, like hybrid drugs from Russia, and just like I also like grew up in Perth, where there's like nothing else to do, and like going to the beach and trying like synthetic like crazy like hybrid concoctions of just like random drugs and so like my sister who's a goody two-shoes didn't fully appreciate the amount of like groundwork that I put in for her because she didn't want to do anything and I'm like don't you want to like stay out when I sneak out and this and like I like to give you context like she married her high school sweetheart who she like met when she was 13 who was her first kiss like she just had no like desire but because I was like the sky's the limit I've broken every boundary you, you could do whatever you I'm want like, you can do anything now like what should we do and she's like I don't want to do any of these things you freak that sounds about right that's literally like to a certain degree me because like my siblings I definitely feel like we're way mm-hmm. more like just wild but I feel like it's like you were saying like they had more like restrictions and like rules so they felt this need to like rebel and like break the rules and do whatever they wanted but like I had a less strict upbringing so I was just like what the fuck is wrong with you guys like I just like want to go to the mall like why are you doing all these Mm -hmm. things like for what like why don't you just want to go shopping like so so PG but do you also feel I mean I'm sure it's tricky for you being like 
a public figure. I'm a public figure. And, you know, having cultural expectations from a certain audience because, like, you know, some people are just more traditional than others. And Mm -hmm. when you are, like, I hate to use the word, like, representing because it's, like, why do we, like, we, as, like, minority groups automatically there's this assumption that we have to represent everybody within yes. that group, right? Yeah. Like, we don't do this with white people. We're not like, Becky, no. you represent Sarah, and you represent Amanda. I don't know. I'm just, like, picking the whitest name. No, they, they, get, they get to be individuals. Us, on the other hand, we are just We're one. We're speaking on behalf of the entire yes. community. Like, how could you do this? To, like, how could you, like, how could you promote Indian women in this way? Like, how could you, like, promote, like... How could you like embarrass the entire Muslim community? Cameron is the ambassador like, of India. <laughs> you know, like it's like we don't get the luxury of just like being ourselves without like people Absolutely holding not. you to a certain value because of like who you are culturally or like identity wise, like m- you know, with like religion or like m- like nationality. And it's like it's so annoying. I mean, it's it's one of the most annoying parts of like my existence. However, I will say like, I it's think a privilege too, by the way. Like, absolutely. I feel like I've conditioned my audience or like my followers mm-hmm. to understand that like, I am going to just be myself. And like, if you don't like that or it offends you, honestly, a few, sometimes I actually respect it. Cause I'm like, okay, I hear what you're saying and that's really valid. Other times I'm just like, you're absolutely batshit crazy. And you should probably like seek some type of like help, like not even like in a, like a negative way, just like in a way of like, are you good? Like legitimately, Mm -hmm. like, are you okay? Um, but I really feel like I've conditioned my audience to like, just accept everything that I do and say, because I really do not get that much like backlash anymore. And I'm like, oh, they just, they get it now. Like they know what they're going to get. They know it's going to probably like go against what they believe is like appropriate because like, and also I think that like, as like, um, as a Muslim woman, once you hit a certain age and you're unmarried, people really do give up on you. <laughs> and so they have given up on me. They're like, this girl is like 33. She's unmarried. Like, who even cares what she does anymore? Like, I could start like shooting up heroin and they'd be like, she's an unmarried woman. So who cares? Like, Let her have that fun. She's yeah. got nothing in life. She's yeah. This is all she's ever going to have. Oh, no. I mean, I had my uncle tell me at like the age of like 26 that I was um, expired, like like actually said you're expired. And I was like, that's a really crazy thing for you to say. Um, My dad was in the living room and I was like sitting at the kitchen table with my uncle and I had this like full conversation with him very calmly, surprisingly. And I was just like, okay, so like that's how you feel. Mm -hmm. But like you do realize that like if you want to be really like super Muslim, like because here's the other thing where like, yes, some people weaponize religion for bad. I weaponize religion for good in the sense of like, I'm like, okay, I, my dad is super religious. So I have like all of this like knowledge. I just know so much about like our faith. And so I will use that in my arguments with people who are assholes and they are very upset about it. Cause they're like, fuck, I can't really argue with that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah cause it's like exactly. the basis of the argument. Exactly. You're like, you you motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. And, um, 
yeah, I the same uncle did one time text me and said, stop posting pornographic XXX photos on Instagram. And I was like, that is hilarious. I'm literally fully covered. Head to toe. Yeah. Head to fully head to toe. And mm-hmm. I, I do not know if you've ever seen porn, but this is not porn, sir. You're like, sir, let me show you some. Yeah. Just give me a moment real quick. Have you heard of OnlyFans? Like Have you heard of X videos? But yeah, it's tr- it's interesting too because I think when you do set the boundary, people are like, oh, she's not going to take. Because I have like, like for example, like a list. Like I have friends who are like, my fans like say nasty shit to me all the time. Like they comment on everything I do. And I'm like, I also think a part of that is when you respond or you allow it because for whatever reason like they have that demeanor that like they're gonna take it whereas like I'm just like I will pull up on you like I will screenshot your comment and blast it up for everyone and like address it publicly and I actually noticed in the beginning like when John and I first started dating I had a lot of backlash against like interracial like People were like, you hate yourself. Like, you don't really love yourself. You're dating what a white the man. Fuck? You have no respect for your coach. I'm just, and then I'd be like, firstly, I grew up in fucking Australia. I've never dated an Indian guy. I don't know where you guys have that expectation from. Um, not, not for not wanting to, but like, that just wasn't even like an option for me. Like, yeah. you know, and so I don't know where this expectation came that I could only date a certain type of person. I've never done that my entire life um but once I started to like really like publicly like call it out it stopped and obviously like now we're married and having a baby so I think people are like well this is the real deal we probably shouldn't they, say they, any bad they, things they've accepted yeah it. they've accepted it but in the beginning they were like this is like so typical of South Asian women who like hate themselves and hate their own kind and I'm like I think you need help. Like, this is a you thing. This is not a me thing. This is a your identity crisis that you're having projecting. And people me. are projecting. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like they're projecting their own feelings onto you. And I think that it's also people, if you divert from whatever box you've been placed in, again, especially if you are a minority, people will place you in a box. And if you do anything that is outside of what they believe, you should be doing they're just like distraught they're like Mm -hmm. what do you mean you're married to a white man like why haven't your parents disowned you for this like shouldn't you be getting flogged right now like legitimately I feel like they think this and they believe it so deeply and it's like what the fuck is wrong with you what's the craziest shit anyone's ever said to you oh I mean I've definitely gotten a lot of death threats unhinged yeah same which is also like the fact that you think this is okay like yeah yeah, so I get I I have it in a while, so mm-hmm. yay yay me. Um, but I did used to get a lot of death threats. <laughs> a win a for lot. women. <laughs> yeah, yay, we're feminism. Let's go. But mm-hmm. I think that's that... enough feminism for the podcast. We can log off now. No death threats <laughs> threats today. We're done. It's a wrap. We solved feminism. We solved every issue today. <laughs> um, but no, I think that I don't know. I feel like one of the most annoying or I guess, I guess craziest unhinged, just like kind of like what the fuck is wrong with you is I'll get messages from people being like, Hey, do you wear a hijab for fashion? I'm like, what the fuck? Like you think that every single day I wake up and I'm just like super committed to like this. It's not a fashion. Look. 
<laughs> yeah, like you think I'm just like, oh, it is 95 degrees outside, but I'm really committed to my look. So I will be covering my head and wearing long sleeves and pants. Like what? Like why would you even but that's think that? so baffling that that is a thought that would be in someone's exactly. mind. Exactly. Like why would you even assume that's an option? Like that's so silly, but I know that they mean it in a like as an insult, like essentially like you're bad at You're being... capitalizing on like yes a certain aspect of culture for like to commercial or like commercialize or like commodify. Like. I'm like, yes, when I was 11 years old and I decided to wear a hijab, that was, I was exactly like one day I'll be, a, I'll be a fashion yeah. influencer. Yeah. Like, that's what the fuck I was thinking. I was like, ooh, uh-huh. I have an idea. I am going to use my culture to my advantage. I'm 11 years old and I'm very calculated. Like most 11 year olds, you uh-huh. know, we're just plotting <laughs> the next few decades of our lives. But no, I think that people have a lot of really what the fuck? I have a lot. Of, my mic is like repeatedly falling down. I do have it on a Skims box. Oh, that's so. why. Yeah. I, these mic stands suck, by the way. Oh, they're not tall terrible. enough. Like they need a floor extension. That's what I'm saying. So I have it on a box so it can be closer to my face. I always have oh, it like on a bunch of books. Soy. Hi, oh. Soy. Soy. Oh my God. Hi. Come here. How old is Soy? Soy is seven turning eight. She's a, uh, she's a, we really don't know for sure because she's a rescue from social teas. If you're oh in New York, God. they're an amazing foundation to be. She's so, so fucking cute. Hmm. I love her. She's, she's, she's in her um, good girl era right now. She's been a bad girl. Oh, like, she's been a bad girl? She's been, like, you know, she's been playing favorites with. I, I think it's the baby. I don't actually if anybody who's listening to the show has had like an experience with dogs and babies, please let me know like how your pets have reacted because she's just kind of been really like daddy's girl mm. for the last few weeks. Like like yesterday John left for the airport and she stood downstairs. Like we have like these like long steps. She stood downstairs by the steps no lie like 10 minutes after the car left she like wouldn't come back into the house with me which is so rude I'm like do not forget that I rescued you yeah like I'm your original like yes he's your dad I'm your mother I like, birthed I'm, you I birthed you yeah. out of my vagine like yes. I lost a lot of no <laughs> um <laughs> but it's so and I think it's like she doesn't know how to react to the new energy of the baby because, like, she'll, like, try to, like, assert her dominance where she'll do this thing where she'll come and sit on my lap, but she'll put her butt on my belt, like, on the top of my <gasps> bump. And I think she's trying to figure out what's going on. And she's confused yeah. because, like, the baby's big now. Like, it's like an alien. Like, you can see it, like, protruding mm-hmm. on the side of my stomach. Mm-hmm. It's, like, kicking out. Like, it's moving. There's definitely, like, you know, pregnancy smell hormone. Like, Oh, no. sure Animals just, like, know when you're pregnant. They absolutely, they fully, fully know. And I, not that I've been pregnant, but I've been surrounded by people having children my whole life. And my cat has always known when someone, when like my sister was pregnant, he would like literally come right to her belly and sniff it and like put I his head on it. Super like, um, they have really great instincts with like pregnancy. I've been reading to do my research. And I think dogs do as well because my niece had two dogs when she was pregnant 
and she did have to get rid of them, which it's mm. so sad because. Oh my god! No, don't say that to me. <laughs> what Wait, the fuck? She, they were German shepherds. She had two German okay, shepherds. Okay, 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 okay. So it's very different than soy. Um, Dude, and- you're like, yeah, so sad. She had to get rid of her dog. No, but it's also it's so sad. I don't know why I'm laughing, but it's so sad because you know she never actually. Like, she never told anyone. Like, it just happened, and she was like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, she was devastated, but, like, obviously something must have happened. It was, like, post her having her son that she, like, um, you know, found a new home for them. Yes, there was clearly some type of incident that was very upsetting to her, but when she was pregnant, her dogs would literally like just, they were obsessed with her belly. Cause I think they could like feel the heartbeat or something yeah. like yeah. they, they know that there's like something there. And I think, I don't know. Animals are so much smarter than they want us to believe they are. For sure. It's a, it's a, it's a scam. Well, you know that they say like dogs only see in black and white and have like no memory, which I find really hard to believe. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Because Soy also, like, her instincts, like, she will, like, sniff out, like, an animal under the house. Like, if there's, like, mm-hmm. if there's, like, a mice, like, all, a mice, a mouse, like, all the way in the bottom. She uh, knows, like, Raton you know, Poquito. Raton Poquito. Um, and, yeah, so she's been kind of, like, standoffish with me, which is new for, which is really honestly been difficult because... I'm used to her being obsessed with me. And so yesterday I was like standing out in the cold waiting for her to come in. Um, so dramatic. I live in LA. It's not really I know. I'm cold. like, how, how cold could it possibly be? Okay, bitch, it's been cold. It's been <laughs> cold lately. But um, she like waited for like the car left for the airport. It'd been like 10 minutes. And I texting and being like, she's still like downstairs waiting for you to get back. And then she like came up as a like last resort and she realized he had like fully, fully left. And I'm like, girl, it's going to be a long few days if you're going to be this much of a traitor. Um, Animals are traitors. Not having it. She just doesn't like, I don't think she'll be like that with the baby. But yeah, if you guys have um, any baby dog stories let me know um but she's yeah I'm not her favorite at the moment I feel like pets are like they get jealous Mm -hmm. that's one thing I will say like because I had Fifi for like five years before I adopted Gremmy and oh Fifi has such a strong personality oh my god he is a man he is a horse he is like everything but a cat like I swear to god he is not a cat like he is like a fucking human being and he's also the tallest cat in the world. It's very strange. I feel like he's bigger than Soy. He's so tall. Um, but he was he got progressively more cuddly after adopting Gremmy because she's a very cuddly cat. And he was just like, absolutely the fuck not. Like, I'm not going to let this bitch come into my house and cuddle my pet, which I'm his pet, cuddle my pet <laughs> while I'm here. Absolutely not. And he would like literally come over and like, push her out of the way to just sit in my lap because he was like fuck you and he is just astronomically more cuddly now that I have another cat and I'm like how long did it take for him to get used to like a change well he was really scared of her which is hilarious um he was terrified of her and he kind of bullied her pretty consistently for about a year and then I think he just accepted like this so I, I would say like it took him about a year to stop like slapping her every time he passed by her and he still does it every now and then but like in a more playful like fuck you kind of way like he he 
Um, yeah. But in the beginning, it was very Maybe. much like, I, I want to kill you. Like, it was yeah. very much giving, like, I want to murder you. Now it's um, like but- silly, goofy slap. Yeah, now it's silly goofy. And also the reason why I was like, okay, Gremmy is perfect because she was an outdoor, primarily an outdoor cat. So she's, you know, she's very street smart. She's fought raccoons. She's She lived like a whole life. Do your cat I, sleep in the bed? No, I don't let my cats in my bedroom at all. Oh, at all. You need to teach me the ways. Well, I, when I just had Fifi, I would let him in my bedroom, but now that there's two of them, they play at night and absolutely. So it like, it's not even like, I don't have a problem with my cats cuddling me. In fact, I wish I could, but they will wake up and start playing and making so much noise. So they're not allowed in my bedroom. And then, so I started doing it at first because I was like, well, I want to be able to sleep at night. But then I realized it's really nice not to have cat hair on my bed. Mm -hmm. So now they're just not allowed in my room. I, I like don't know what to do because Soy and I have been sleeping together for almost eight years and Aww. and like she does like move around at night and stuff like that and we have talked about getting another dog and I'm like what are we gonna do because we can't let one dog in the bed and the other not you can't but like how can we untrain this dog of like eight years to not feel like there have now been like a million changes with a baby and another dog you know it's I difficult. would if 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 it's something that you think you want to do, I would just start doing it from now prior to the baby's arrival so that soy doesn't like associate the like, baby with the change. The baby with it. And like yeah. it's just like the isolated, you know, change. But like I think Fifi was pretty upset about it for like a week. Um, and then he just kind of accepted it. But I like I got him like a new bed for the living room and like blankets and like I you know I tried to like I just did that I mean I'm doing that in the process of that right now I ordered her like a really nice it's crazy how expensive this dog bed is oh my god pet beds are so expensive I can't even tell you it's like a temper pd I'm like embarrassed and I'm not gonna say it on the podcast because it's truly horrifying um but I bought her this like new bed it's like a bonnie bed that's coming um elite dog bed and I was like okay I'm gonna get her this like beautiful bed that she has so she can feel like it's an upgrade versus a downgrade no 100% because you I feel like redirecting cats with like you know treats and like fun things like is the way to go like you can bribe pets into you can bribe anybody you really can. And listen, <laughs> I'm Arab, so I will bribe someone. I will. Really? I need more tea on this. <laughs> I I find that like the Arab in me really mm-hmm. is like so apparent. And I did not realize it for many years. But like the way that I will haggle at any opportunity I can is just embarrassing. Actually, it's not. I'm very proud of it. So I take that back. I'm very proud of my ability to haggle. But no, I, I mean, I grew up in the UAE, which everyone mm-hmm. loves to just like call Dubai. I'm like, Dubai is one place in an entire country. Um, but there's been a lot of Dubai talk this week. They're not even in Dubai. They're in Ras Al Khaima. I understand that maybe saying Ras Al Khaima is a little difficult, but like that's the that's where you are. They were not mm-hmm. in Dubai. They th- we're talking about the Tart trip, by the way. I feel mm-hmm. like we gave no context. We we're just like assuming, but no, but like they weren't even in Dubai. They were yeah. in Ras Al Khaima, and I'm like, that is not the same fucking place. It's kind of far actually like it's, yeah. a, a, it's like at least an hour if not an hour or two like I don't know anyway but um everyone there just bribe people constantly 
like you get pulled over for a ticket bribe the police officer like your child was expelled from the school bribe the school like it was just super like no one really talked about it yeah but no one but everyone knew that it was happening um which I guess is like pretty fucked up but so when you like come so then like when you transition to like western society I'm so curious about that because it's like how did how do you then like you learn like is it from like try to do that here and they're like sir but I feel like all all systems are so corrupt that like it might not work every time but it also could potentially work okay what's like a bribe situation that you you've been like what's like a top bribery situation that's happened for you here in America I'm trying to think I mean I guess like when I was apartment hunting in New York, I would give like the bribing one by one with Noor. <laughs> I would give the landlords, um, like with my application, like a fifty dollars Starbucks gift card. Just like you know, put it in with my application. You did absolutely, absolutely. I had to find an apartment so quickly. I found my apartment in thirteen days. That's also crazy but kind of unheard of but also like that is so smart because like $50 in the scheme of things is nothing yeah you're already spending so much money so like $50 for an apartment that you really want it's like why the fuck would you not Mm -hmm. and were they like did anybody even mention it or did they just take it and be like thank you one of the one of the people that I gave the application to never used the Starbucks gift card because like when you give someone like a gift mm. card, like you can see if they've used it and they never actually used it. And they also didn't, let, they didn't give me it because I'm, you know, I'm freelance. So it doesn't matter what my credit score is and it doesn't matter how much money I have. It's like, oh, you don't have a consistent salary monthly. Mm-hmm. So you're not the best candidate type shit. And I feel like he felt really bad about it. So he just like never used the Starbucks gift card. And so uh, then I used it. Like I waited yeah. like a solid six months and then I was yeah. like, Wait, this man is not using it. And wow. Okay. So how many gift cards total do you think you gave out? This is key. three. Okay. And did you get approved for all those? The so the first one I applied to was the one I just mentioned, which they picked the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second and place they I used applied, the gift card. No, they didn't. This is the place okay. that oh, did not. this is the place that didn't. Okay. And then the second place I applied to, um, I'm actually really glad that I didn't get that place, but they did use the gift card. And then the apartment I currently live in, I. There was a broker fee, so I didn't give him a $50 gift card. I only gave him a $25 gift card because I was like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did use it. But then I got the apartment. It's the one that I That's currently fine. reside in. Yeah. yeah, that was worth it. Yeah. And now he's here fixing your Paquito return. No, this that was that was the broker. The the super the super is the bane of my existence. And he's always <laughs> he's always like scolding me for like random things. I'm like, you're not my real dad. Go away. Like you don't yeah. Fausto, like fuck you, Fausto. Um, and <laughs> I'm like, he's so annoying. He's like, he's like, you left your because we have like a trash room in the basement. Fuck and he's you, like, Fausto oh, is Fausto. so funny to me. And I always try to be so nice to him. I always try so hard to be nice mm-hmm. to him. And he just, like, doesn't want it. Like, he wants to fight me. And I'm like, Fausto, what's going on with you, man? Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening with your life? Like, you having yeah. troubles at home? He was like, you need to stop. Obviously, this is, like, literally him speaking to me in Spanish mm-hmm. and telling me, like, stop putting your trash at the top of the staircase instead of in the basement. I'm like, I 
literally have never done that. And then he mm-hmm. was like, you did yesterday. And I'm like, no, I did not take out my trash yesterday. I took out my trash four days ago. And we we are literally having this argument. And I'm like, this is the most absurd conversation I've ever had. He's not speaking in English. I can barely speak Spanish. We're literally yeah. fighting about how often I take out my trash and the placement of it. And I was like, Fausto, we can't live like this. They like, also don't understand, by the way, um, that you're actually being sent all this stuff against your will. Not to not to have like first world problems right here, but like I remember in one of my in my last apartment building in LA actually, my like building manager, Lauren, was like, she goes, Oh, someone's been online shopping. She like always says stuff like that to me. And I'm like, girl, this is not even stuff that I want. And I, I know I have a lot of garbage and I know I have a lot of trash. And this is just incidental. Like, this is just from people sending me stuff. I, I but I get how it looks to you because you don't get that and you're not in that world and you just think I'm like some like dumb little girly buying a million things off like Polly re- whatever that one of those Princess Polly I, I don't re- even know the name <laughs> I refuse to tell anyone in my building mm-hmm. that the mail I'm getting is PR the only person who knows that is my next door neighbor mm-hmm. and it's because she's a podcaster too so she gets sent shit okay, but I yeah. I never want anyone to know that because I feel like that's when people will start stealing your For shit sure, like, because they know that you're not mm-hmm. expecting it yeah yep. So I will not tell anyone. I'm just like, oh, I just love shopping. Ha ha he he. I'm just like a silly little girl. I love to. Oh, I'm so dumb. Because I feel like they will find out and then they will start stealing your shit. Yeah. Like 100%. I actually, my old building, I had so much shit stolen from it. And I would like tell the um the owner of the building and be like, I know this came. Like, because it'd be like stuff for jobs. Mm-hmm. that I needed to shoot and I'd be like this is the tracking and it would say deliver blah blah and he would just straight up be like oh like it didn't happen in here I'm like it it only could have happened in here like what do you mean the gaslighting by management and landlords is just like truly like unhinged it's so unhinged because I'm like why are like I have a tracking number I have a photo of where it was left like My you know what I mean one up like on a landlord which just made me so happy because it was also like a giant like conglomerate is that the word conglomeration or like like mass like they're like this like big like corporate entity yeah was my old like Delancey building when they like insisted that everybody kept having to pay full rent even though they closed all the amenities during COVID I'm like the reason the rent is this high is because like we have a gym and we have a laundry and we have outdoor space like without any of this these things this apartment is worthless I am not paying this and they like refuse to reduce the rent so like in the middle of the lease I just broke it and moved to LA and I was like I'm being deported back to Australia I just like fully made this story Uh, I'm being deported deported. Uh, that's a good one I feel like I could use that I feel like definitely they would believe it like oh yeah of course you're getting deported makes sense just like glad I'm like I'm going back to India no (laughs) um no but I was like I'm being deported back to Australia like I can't get my visa renewed in COVID and I have to go and I just randomly like the next day there were like moving trucks out the front and I just left mid-lease didn't pay my last month's rent fuck yeah didn't pay my like I just like broke it in the middle and like they, I think they were just like so overwhelmed with and everyone was doing like every day there was a moving truck out the front oh my and god and I just got to the point where I was like you know what like I don't care 
this is my this is my karma for like because at that point I'd been in in New York for almost 11 years and I, this is my karma of like 11 years of bad luck yeah. of, of bad landlords like this is my reparations and not only that but it was like this like giant like um real estate company and it was like owned by this other like big mass company so I'm like I'm not fucking over like yeah no a small like, like they'll be fine home they'll owner be like fine. these yeah. people are okay so no I feel like that is the correct thing to do and you should never feel bad about that that was a win no that was an iconic win I'm gonna take it okay guys I have been it's been an honor to have the one and only the host of Arab American Psycho which we have an uh, something else exciting coming together so stay tuned for that um uh thank you so much for coming on the show North Thank it's you so much honor. for having me. This has been so much fun. I feel honored to be a part of your unhinged uh, world. I love it so much. It's really creepy, though, because literally when you texted me to come on the podcast, I was listening to the podcast. I was Ooh. listening to your podcast. I was listening to the episode with Teffy. And I was like, this is so fucking creepy that she's texting me while I'm listening to it. Like, I how did you know? Also, like... My ability to hold in pee right now is at like an all-time zero. Sorry, I don't know why I just overshared that with all of you guys. But I am 34 weeks pregnant. That's what happens. And I was laughing so hard. I was like, I will wet myself in this podcast. Like, I will literally soak myself. Um, Listen, there's a baby putting a lot of pressure on your bladder. (laughs) Lots of pressure on the bladder. Yeah. So, um, second time, uh, second time guest from the old unhinged to the new unhinged. Oh, yeah. Unhinge 1.0 and 2.0. Stay tuned for our other episode on North's podcast, which you can. Oh, tell us actually a little bit about the Patreon. Oh, no. So the episode that we're going to do. So my Mm -hmm. Patreon is just me talking. Okay. Okay. The the Patreon is just, I I don't know. Patreon to me is like, I cannot believe that anyone would want to pay real human money to just listen to me talk for an hour. Um, But so the Patreon is just like solo episodes. I do three episodes a month for three different tiers. And then I have the public podcast, which is on like iTunes, Spotify, all those things, both called Arab American Psycho. Um, but I'll be on the freebie so you can. Yeah, sure. that's where I have the guests on because um, I feel like that makes it. I don't know. I like that they're two different, two different vibes because I used to do just solo ones as well on my like public podcast. And then I was like, in, there needs to be some differentiation here, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I do. I do two different types of podcasting. It will be my return on the pod in case you yeah. missed the first episode. So yeah, go back and stream, stream it up, people. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna love and leave you. Ciao for now. <laughs> <laughs>